Welcome to the PT Coffee Cast, a podcast helping coffee-infused clinicians elevate their practice by realizing the tools they already possess. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the PT Coffee Cast, brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and alongside me today is my beautifully bearded friend, William. William, how are we doing today? I'm doing good. I feel good. You know, I got a new fresh fade. Yeah, dude, fresh. So I'm ready to go. I need a haircut so bad. Oh, do you? That's You can't really see between the headphones and the hat, so. I know. That's why I'm hiding it. I go, I go back and forth. Like, there's times where I just, like, brush my hand through my hair and it like starts to flow back and I'm just like uh like it feels good I'm like oh, maybe I could rock the longer flow and there's other times when I see people with a nice fade I'm like dude I just want a nice fresh fade I like the feeling of like the wind on my scalp yeah it's nice you know and that's what I'm telling myself as my hair is starting to kind of fade fully yeah <laughs> just gradually move yourself towards feeling like you're moving faster too yeah exactly yeah i feel like i should because i'm trying to run fast so maybe if i trim my hair aerodynamic or maybe that's why you need to do like a faux hawk <laughs> <laughs> remember when faux hawks were like the thing yeah i never had one did you i probably did you were definitely a faux hawk guy <laughs> <laughs> no frosted tips though I did the frosted chips way back in the day. That's a crazy I thing. I will say. I, I wish we had a picture of that. Um, there's probably one somewhere. Yeah, if you could find one, that'd be <laughs> great. I would love to see that. Um, all right, let's get into it. Um, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do that um, on all podcast platforms. If you aren't following us on Instagram, make sure you head over there at PT Coffee Cast. Um, if you haven't checked out any of our mentorship stuff, you should do that. We have the link in our bio on Instagram. Um, we have our applications open right now for our second cohort, um, which will be launching in September. We're super stoked to get that going um and run some more people through it now that the first one is done so if you guys are interested in applying there make sure you do that through the link in our bio on instagram or in the show notes below but for today's episode um we're gonna dive into the importance of reiterating and constantly communicating the plan to your client and why um that's important and why maybe we might feel like we're talking about the same thing over and over and over again. But um, as much as we might be driving ourselves crazy, it's probably important that we do it um, for the client. Um, so maybe, Will, you can kind of lay the groundwork for for that. And then we can kind of dive into to that discussion and why we think it's important um, and why we do it a lot. Yeah, I think. Uh... And we have someone coming in the back door. Hey, Jenna. Long door. Come on in. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, team. <laughs> <laughs> we. So sorry about this. We it's just. Good to uh, see you. We just. We just roll with things here at the PT Coffee Cast. We just adapt. There we go. Thanks so much. Yep. So sorry. No problem. <laughs> All right. Now back to the importance of laying the groundwork of the plan. 
I think uh, you have to think about things from the client's perspective, you know, because from our perspective, like I think sometimes we view a lot of the concepts that we go through as like really simple, you know, and you're trying to simplify it for your client. So you're like, uh, you know, explaining to them what they need to do to get better. And to us, it seems very basic, but I think we have to remember that our clients aren't us regard like who knows what they've learned throughout their life but most likely they don't know very much about injury rehab or yeah um the human body you know with some exceptions obviously it's why they're it's why they're seeking you it's why they need your help yeah and but not just that like it's not just like some clients do know a little but like it's the context like they're coming to you because something's going wrong they're probably in pain they're probably stressed they're trying to figure out whether what you're saying is is going to actually help them they're trying to figure out whether they can do the financial commitment <clears throat> they're trying to figure out whether the time commitment's going to work you know can i fit this in my schedule like i've got three kids and like one's got soccer practice one when am I going to go, uh, you know, am I going to be able to commit for three months of working with this person? Uh, you know, what, what do I want to get out of this experience? You know, in the meantime, they're probably missing something that helps them manage their stress. And so there's this whirlwind of like often this whirlwind of additional things going on cognitively and stress wise where it makes it even harder to like pick up the the information you know and so when you're like giving someone uh, a plan for how you're going to help them get better like it's not enough to just do it once quickly and it's not enough to do it just verbally without any kind of like written thing that they can look at that they can take home that they can use to look back on does that make sense yeah it definitely it definitely makes sense and it's hard um because there's sometimes where you might feel like the client is not engaged with that or they might be coming across as like a little bit I don't even know the right word, not annoyed, but just like you can tell that they're like, yeah, yeah, right. Like, and I feel like a lot of times that reaction is because it's coming from a place of they're not really understanding or they're not really sure about what's going on. And that's kind of just like the natural response to like brush it off and kind of be like, yeah, yeah. But like in reality, I find that those people and most people need to know more and want to see the big picture and the plan more clearly and even if they're not really open in the moment to it or seem like they're open to it once you continue to be consistent with like laying that plan out over and over again and always tying back into everything that you do in your session to that plan and how it's going to move forward eventually they'll start to like come around and you can start to see it kind of change in how they interact with you. They start asking a bit more questions about, oh, are we doing this movement or this exercise because it helps me get back to running in this realm? Like they start putting together the pieces. Um, 
And that really only comes from like the consistency of repeating the plan and what you're doing and how it influences that. And I can't tell you how many times like I've brought something up or I've written it down and the client's interpretation of it is way off. And if I didn't like go into that, I would have never unraveled it. But when they see it and they're like, oh, this, that means this. And you're like, no, (laughs) it's actually the complete opposite. And so it's like good to like have several times so that you can actually make sure you're on the same page. Yeah. And that could be like a really important thing, you know, like for example, it could be, oh, nerve flossing, like. That means I, I'm like trying to stretch the nerve and then they go home and they start stretching it and you're like, we very clearly wanted to do anything but that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I have to like put anyone down. Like I can really understand how, how you would come to that conclusion. Right. So yeah. that's why like you got to bring it up frequently and I've found sometimes it doesn't even get really like picked up until like the second or third session. Sometimes because, longer. Yeah, because they leave and then they... Forget you know, about it. They go about their busy lives. As they should. They're not like a kinesiologist. <laughs> so like you go home, you're like, I'm just going to stretch this. And then you're like, I'm in a lot of pain. Come back and then we can... You, you got to bring it up again, right? Like it's the first step in our plan. We're going to calm it down. This is how we were going to do it. Oh, I was actually doing this. You know, and so like I find like you have to really repeat it. And it's also better if it's written down so that they can look and be like, what about this? You know? Yeah. And I think, you know, we come from a place of being coaches and educators and we're trying to teach people skills and educate them around what's going on with their body. Like that stuff just takes time. Like you're not going to learn something in one day or one week or even one month. Like it takes time to wrap your head around these things. And, we have such a good grasp on all of it that when we simplify it, we're like, well, why doesn't this make sense to them? But like, they'd have no real bearing for what any of that means. And so it's our job to educate. And one way that you do that is like constantly re, you know, reaffirming certain things or challenging them to answer questions around it or put them in situations in which you can put together the dots of like what you're trying to write to tell them uh, or write on the board and what actually happens like in the session. So I think we have to remember that we're educating, you know, and that takes time and it takes like repeatability of the content, you know? And one thing that came to my mind as we're talking about this is um, I'm kind of going through this right now, personally um, learning how to swim. So like I'm trying to learn a new skill that I don't have any real bearing on other than like what I learned on YouTube a couple of years ago to teach myself how to float for a triathlon that I did. And now I'm learning from an actual coach who's very knowledgeable. Like he's a former high level swimmer, triathlete, knows everything about swimming. And he's looking at me, a noob that just floats around like a whale and is trying to teach me how to swim. And so you can see some of those things like happening there as well, where, you know, he, he's constantly repeating like certain things that I need to do on a weekly basis when I'm in the pool. He's laid out like little goals for me, um, 
to be moving towards with a bit of a plan as to how we're going to get there. And then he's constantly giving me a little bit of cueing and a little bit of information around those things to not overwhelm me with all of the things that go into swimming, which it's a very technical thing. Um, and he does a really good job as a coach because I've been able to work with coaches and, you know, being a coach myself, like the way that he does it is really well done. Um, and a big part of what he does is what you're saying. It's like laid out the plan, give me little goals that I'm working towards, giving me cues, but not too much cue or not over feedback. And then constantly reminding me of what I need to be focused on and why we're doing what we're doing and how that's going to relate to me eventually hopefully becoming a better swimmer yeah it's a real big it's a really difficult skill to get the right amount of information and i think when you really challenge yourself to write down plans and communicate them in you know a consistent way you start to get better at making your stuff concise, like realizing if your thoughts are too scattered, that they're going to show up scattered, you know? And so that ends up ironing and ironing and making you deliver your education in a clearer, more concise way in, in a way that gives them what they need to know, you know, and not, not too much. Yeah, and I think that that's a a massive skill as a coach or as a clinician that has such a bearing on outcomes for people and is like something that you know, we don't we don't really learn the art of coaching, you know, and how to go about those things and um that in my opinion is a skill that we should be working on right away as clinicians, you know, and and we should be learning how to do that and it's just something that we're not necessarily taught and why you know I'm so grateful for being in a coaching environment as like a young clinician like I learned a lot from like the strength and conditioning world on like how to actually be a coach and that has like massively impacted my ability to be a clinician and is one of the reasons why in the mentorship we dive deeper into like focusing on those things because it's very important for you to, to grasp that skill. And it's something that you can immediately start implementing and doing without learning any new information about how to assess and how to implement this modality or how to do this treatment technique. Um, it's a matter of how you lay out your sessions, what your words are, how intentional you are with bringing up certain information, what information are you going to offer the client and what information are you going to withhold even though you know it's something that could be helpful to them, it's probably not, maybe it's not the right time. Those are all like skillful things that you can improve on and make a massive difference. Even tailoring the, the way that you deliver the plan to the person, you know, because like you said, the art of coaching, it's like, well, what does that mean? That means like trying to match the personality of the person in front of you, like their disposition. Like you have some people, they're a little more, closed off you know not as like engaged seeming versus like the person who's like asking a thousand questions versus the you know what i mean there's all these different types of people and how you sort of approach uh giving them the plan is going to be different than someone else 
Yeah, and I really encourage you guys um, to pay attention to, you know, if you have a coach or if you're around coaches or um, or even if you're just in like a different environment, such as like going to like a car mechanic, right, and that you know nothing about, pay attention to how those people deliver information to you. Um, and you'll start to see people who do a really good job of it. And then you'll start to see people who don't do a good job of it. And they're is a massive difference between the two. And then what I would encourage you to do is start to pick up on little things that you're noticing in a good coach and then pick up on some of the things that aren't so good and see how you can bring those into your practice and implement them like with your, with your clients. I'm just thinking about my face at the car mechanic like this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. And, and it's, but, but then if you go somewhere where there's a good, a good car mechanic, I guess, like, yeah. And then it's like this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And that's it. Right. Yeah. That's what you're looking for. That's exactly what you're looking for. (laughs) Um, is there anything else that you wanted to hit on, on that? I think that was a strong note to end on. Yeah, I agree. Um, just to like summarize it all, um, as clinicians, you know, you hold a lot more knowledge than you think um, around topics. You've spent a long time learning this stuff, and as much as you feel like you don't know everything, which you don't, but you know a lot more than pretty much everyone that comes through the door, and that's no knock on the individual um, that's why they're seeking you out. And oftentimes we think that we're repeating ourselves or we're talking about a particular topic in a simple way that seems like it's not enough, but for the clients it is. And you would be surprised of how much more you need to like repeat that and make sure you're constantly coming back to how it relates to the plan, how it relates to their goals. Um, and constantly setting that throughout all your sessions. I, I, agree with will i don't think we do that enough and so we need to do that more and then the other thing would be um just the art of coaching and paying attention to people who are doing a really good job at that and and people who aren't and picking up on some of the good and bad things and trying to bring them um into your practice but that's all we got for today guys if you want to learn more about the mentorship you can check the link in the bio on instagram or In the show notes, we're taking applications for our second cohort. We talk a lot about delivering a plan in that mentorship. It's actually probably one of the biggest reasons uh, or the biggest struggles that we've seen with the people that have come through our mentorship is the aspect of delivering the plan. Um, So it's a big part of what we go through in the mentorship. So if you guys are interested in that, make sure you check it out. Um, If you aren't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do that on 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 your podcast platforms. Um, if you guys aren't following us on Instagram, make sure you head over there, follow us at BT coffee cast. And then if you want some of our free content, we have, um, a couple pieces of content there that you can get in the show notes below. But that's all we got for today, guys. As always stay caffeinated. Peace.